This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Troy Coverdale, David G. Travion Berkland. Yes, missing from the group. One, Mitch Fortner. Got rid of him. Got him out of here. Now, that'll be news to management. <laughs> no, he's in Kansas City. Back tomorrow, we'll have one final pre-Christmas edition of the game for you tomorrow. Then, Mitch and I are off to Orlando next week. Dave G gets to celebrate at home. Whew. I'm excited. <laughs> Doing nothing for the first Christmas in years. There we go. Uh, so we'll have the game live on the 26th from Orlando. And on the 27th, we'll have an extended version of the game as the pep rally from Point Orlando right. takes place that afternoon at what is, uh, I believe, 3 o'clock local time. Nice. So... And we've got uh, all of it coming up, courtesy of the folks over at Whole Health MHK, from Farm Bureau Financial Services, Joe Wilson, your Manhattan agent, and Commerce Bank. As uh, not only that, I'll be pulling double duty, like I do most mornings, and bringing you K-Man's Morning News live from Orlando <sighs> during the course of next week as well. So, so an hour earlier than... No, you'll, no. You'll, you'll be yeah. up. You'll be up. I... I but it means that the show there starts at seven versus starting at six. That's See, right. I get a little That's extra right. sleep. A little extra sleep. Aha! Aha! Y- you see me working. Yes. It'll make up for the fact that we're leaving town on Christmas Day, leaving Manhattan at 3 a.m. for our flight to. <clears throat> Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there's no specialer place than an airport terminal during Christmas time. Just a wonderful place. I heard already this afternoon they were rolling through where the the uh, worst uh, airports were for delays today because this is going to be the most traveled day leading into Christmas. And Denver's on the list and I'm like, yeah, uh, been yeah, there, know that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Seen that act. Gotta, uh, speaking of blue bloods. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. All right. So, yes, Mitch is not here. He's in Kansas City gearing up for tonight. But he did sit down and do a little bit of computer work for us ahead of the game. <laughs> Here's Mitch Ball with tonight's prediction. 
All right, it's Mitch Palm time. Mitch Fortner with you. I'm driving right now to Kansas City. Cats, shockers of Wichita State facing off at the T-Mobile Center for the Wildcat Classic. Both teams are 8-3. and three. Cats lead the all-time series 22-11. to 11, And it's the first meeting between those two teams outside of Wichita or Manhattan since starting the series in 1932. And, of course, the Cats won last year in Manhattan on the same day as the Big 12 championship game when K-State beat TCU. Cats beat the Shockers 55-50. to 50. Very interesting coaching matchup here because these two used to work with each other for a long time at Baylor. Wichita State under first-year head coach Paul Mills has the Shockers off to an 8-3 and three start. Now we'll get to more in their record here in just a minute. But Paul Mills and Jerome Tang were assistants together under Scott Drew at Baylor for 14 years since they all went to Baylor in 2003. Paul Mills in 2017 left for All Robertson was extremely successful. 30 wins in his last year. Wichita State on Saturday ended a two-game skid by winning by one point against Southern Illinois 69-68. Their best win right now is against Richmond, and that's barely a top 100 team according to Ken Palm. They do have a loss against South Dakota State. That final score is 79-69. That same team, K-State, beat in November in Bramlage 91-68. Advantage Cats. Now, one real bummer about the loss last weekend to Nebraska was that how how badly K-State was just crushed on the boards and they couldn't hit shots. And typically, a Paul Mills team is better on offense. It's a little bit different so far for Mills at Wichita State. A better defensive team. They're holding teams under 30% from three-point range, and they've been very good on the boards, both top 40 in the nation, and defensive and offensive rebounding. But one key factor about their defense that I really like for K-State because Cats have just been turning it over too many times this year, Wichita State does not force many turnovers, just 9.4 a game. That is the fifth worst number in the country. Now, offensively, the Shockers do a great job of taking care of the ball. Top 100 in the nation in turnover rate. Like I said earlier, they hit the offensive glass. Now, two-point shooting has been okay, just a shade under 50%. That's 190th in the nation. Three-point shooting has not been solid for the Shockers, just 31.9% on the season. However, that has been slightly better than K-State so far this year. All right, players to watch for for Wichita State. Got to start with their top scorer, 6'4 guard. He wears number four in Colby Rogers. He is a Siena and Cal Poly transfer who's averaging 17 points, four rebounds per game. He is bet he is by far their best three-point shooter at 43% on seven attempts per game. But the thing is, if you take away his three-point shooting numbers, Wichita State, 28% this season from three. Second Shocker to watch out for is Drexel transfer, Xavier Bell, second year with the Shockers. He wears number one. He's a 6'2 guard. 15 points, three assists per game. He's 35% from three. Scored seven points against the Cats last year. And then the last shocker I'm looking at is a big man down low. Great rebounder in Kenny Poto, who has played twice against K-State. He's a 6'10 forward, wears number 11. He's averaging 12 points, eight rebounds per game. 53% score around the bucket, but not a three-point shooter. What to watch out for is his rebounds. Now that's going to wrap it up with the players. I'm going to finish off now with, of course... It's an on-con game. We can't figure out the final score unless we look at famous alumni for Wichita State. We'll start with Gary Perel. He is the founder and CEO of Garmin. They are the company that specializes in GPS technology for cars, planes, 
boats, outdoor activities, sports activities. Where would we be without GPS these days? Seriously. I mean, back when you had to go buy a Garmin GPS, put it up on your windshield. Lifesavers. Nobody should use maps anymore. Only people that should ever use maps, and if you're like in an isolated area where there is no cell phone service or no service for any sort of technology, sure, bring them a map. Other than that, unless you're on the amazing race, you don't use maps anymore. Second famous alumni, Dan and Frankie Carney. They are the co-founders of Pizza Hut. Man, I remember back in the day, Pizza Hut was the real deal, the classic look, the red cups, the tablecloths, the lights, the booths, the pizza. I mean, as a kid, the book it simpsta, man, you'd, you'd hand in your book it slip, you get a personal pan pizza. Pizza used to be the real deal back in the day, maybe not so much anymore. Our final famous alumni is Phil Ruffin. He is the billionaire businessman who owns Treasure Island Hotel and Casino and Circus Circus Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Treasure Island's cool if you've ever been. There's a lot to go see in one little area the volcano and all that, but Circus Circus is an absolute dump. There is not a worse hotel casino in Vegas on the Strip that is a bigger hellhole than Circus Circus. And it's on the north end of the Strip anyway. There's nothing good on the north end of the Strip. Stay away from the north end. Circus Circus is horrible. All right, keys to the game, according to Mitch Palm. Shake off the fluke that was the loss in Nebraska. You play Nebraska again, it's going to be a much different result. Shots are going to fall to keep the crowd into the game, and you shouldn't have a problem with Wichita State. Clam down on defense as well, because Wichita State, when they're uncomfortable on offense and they can't get good passes off, they got to create their own shots. They're not as good. Force them into tough passes. You know, Wichita State is actually only averaging 12 assists per game, Two of their three losses is when they've had nine or or less. They lost to Liberty with just three assists in the game. All right, prediction time. Ken Palm says 66% chance. Cats get it done today in Kansas City by the final score. 74-69. I'm going to open that up just a little bit. I for sure think, think the Cats get it done. This is a great bounce-back opportunity for K-State to beat what used to be a rival, which is now becoming once again a season-to-season rival. I hope it continues on after the four-game series next year. I'm going to give the Cats a 79% chance of winning it tonight in Kansas City by the final score, 72-62. And that will do it for Mitch Palm, DG, and Troy. Back to you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the computer work. I'm not sure how to take his thoughts regarding Circus Circus. I that's where I stayed I, not, the one time I went. Oh really? Yeah, and it was a dump. But the stratosphere is like right across from Oh, there. okay. Yeah. And that has the the it has the roller coaster on it and stuff. And <laughs> I will say that portion of the strip is less used than the rest, but when I was there twenty years ago, it was cool. When the Big Twelve moved from utilizing campus locations for its basketball tournament it was in reno for three years circus circus and i'm trying to remember what else let's see silver something but basically it's it's three that have a major uh gathering area and in between all three of them yeah it wasn't exactly pretty either (laughs) so i i i can uh I can say that even in Reno, it wasn't much of a 
So, yeah, not, not pretty. That's rough. Not pretty. When I was there 10 years ago, I enjoyed my experience, but I also just wasn't paying attention. I just don't remember it being that bad. So everybody was, was always like, it's so horrible. But I was like, there's an arcade in here. Yeah, see, there's, there's the point. There's artists. the point right there is that there was the arcade in there for I was you. Like, this is dope. This, this, is, this is cool. And everybody's like, you like Circus Circus? Like Mitch. Mitch would have killed you on that. But yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was just outdated when I was there. It was like, that, this needs that's an about, update. That's about a good way to put it. Yeah. Outdated may be the best for sure. uh, summation of that. Yeah. I, I, I will note this much, though. Uh, you haven't been at a casino until you see a team playing craps before the game <laughs> at one of the tables. <laughs> You're like, there's not a violation going on here, right, guys? <laughs> So, uh, hour two, uh, yeah. second segment, the Royals. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, we're going to delve into what is always more of a summer topic anyway. Why is it coming up at Christmas time? Yeah, Florida State's still salty. Oof. With the playoffs looming, Florida State making noises Oof. that they want out of the ACC. We'll dig into that coming back on the game. We touched a little bit earlier on where things sit in terms of the SEC and the Big Ten in some ways setting themselves apart with the help from certain college football media types who are beholden to boosting the Blue Bloods as the entirety of the sport. One of the programs that feels like that it is got to make a move because it is being left behind, despite having played to an undefeated season to this point, may be the next piece in the... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jenga, that is the current conference structure of college football. <laughs> and maybe even in, at the end of the day, the oversight of college football. We'll touch on Chip Kelly's comments earlier this week in a bit, but Florida State right now is really making noise. And that noise began to ramp up again over the last couple of days ahead of 
a special board of trustees meeting scheduled for tomorrow morning. Here's the number. It's a very basic number. And it's a good number to remember going forward this winter. Yeah, uh, realignment is no longer an August thing, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. $120 million. That's the buyout for a school to get out of the ACC's current gain of rights. The TV contract, tier three contract that they have in place. $120 million. In a day and age that we're talking about education funding being, okay, well, I know. That's an entirely different discussion topic. This, after all, is college football. Hmm. Don't bring that education thing around here, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that just gets in the way of, you know, expanding the playoffs and... (laughs) It literally is becoming... Minor league football. It literally is going to become a branch of the NFL or a a lower grade version of the NFL. The apprentice program of the NFL. Because at this point, what you're looking at is that the halves of college football. Oh, by the way, those that are boosted up by, that's right, college football media types as being the Blue Bloods. I mean, honestly, have you been to Tuscaloosa? No. (laughs) It's a nice town. I still love Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's that discussion to be had. But this whole thing is speeding towards literally... Two major conferences, split it down to four divisions in each, and what do you have? A lower caliber version of the NFL. Mm -hmm. A young man's version of the NFL. And everybody else will be on the outside looking in. And I say this as someone who does have an affinity for lower levels of college football. After all, I called games at the FCS level. I love the atmosphere in Missoula, as an example. I love the atmosphere in Bozeman. Two tremendous places to watch a college football game. And yes, it's a different beast than what major college football is. And yes, there will still be interest. But at that point, it is, as much as anything, a very centralized fandom. Alumni, community, residents of a specific state, in the case of those two schools in Montana, or the North Dakota states, or South Dakota state, and South, you know, when you start talking about those... But let's be honest, okay, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, South Dakota, North Dakota were all Division II not too very long ago in the pecking order. But we seem to be on this crazy train to the SEC and the Big Ten having everything that quote-unquote 
matters to the coastal folks, to the major media market folks. And in the process, everybody else will be, if you're not part of the in club, you're going to be on the outside looking in. And we've been moving this way for a while. And now here we are on the cusp of potentially seeing it all come to fruition in such an ugly way. This will be the this will be the one though. This will be the push towards it. Because I think if Texas A and M can spend seventy eight million dollars to pay Jimbo Fisher to just go home, mm. why can't Florida State pony up $120 million to get out of that deal to better themselves. Now, I know the way they look at it is if they were like, if we were in the SEC, even an injured quarterback, there's no way they would leave us out undefeated. But I'm someone who I, – I don't believe that Florida State would be undefeated if they played in the SEC. I don't see that happening. So I think it's I think it's a grand idea and it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a reason to get out of a failed relationship. You you already know this isn't going nowhere and it's not gonna work anymore and things have changed and you need to move on, you need to get out of here, but this is this is a a bad reason and a bad reasoning to say, let's get up out of here. Because I don't think the ACC is their problem in this situation. Their problem is they don't have anybody in that committee that went to bat for them. They need True. they need someone in that room to say, hey, wait a minute. They didn't have anybody. So I guess thinking we'll be in the SEC, maybe we would have someone in there going to bat for us. I find it, to me, it's truly odd that Florida State isn't considered kind of a quasi blue blood in itself. They were, I mean, they only appeared in the BCS championship like five straight times and then appeared in the very first college football playoff. Mm-hmm. They've been in some big national title games here in very recent memory. And they did they have no stroke at all. They 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 the look on Mike Norville's face as he watched that, that side view of him watching it all play out like that. I know they think they understand that they need to get moving on this and they need to get somewhere more powerful and position themselves in a more powerful spot than the ACC. But I think the way it played out, that quarterback getting hurt, it's not the ACC's fault that that happened. One of the reasons they're not seen as a blue blood, though, is that their history pre-Bobby Bowden was of a decidedly average history. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> they they were they were they were an okay program, but they were playing as an independent. Right. It's odd the ascension of basically all of those Florida school the three Florida mm-hmm. schools from if you take a look at like from 1950, 60s and 70s to now, it's mm-hmm. astounding. It's astounding. Um the jump that has been made because Miami wasn't that great. Right. Florida, pretty mediocre. And then there's a turn there. Mm-hmm. And Florida has the advantage, though, in that they've always been SEC. They've SEC for, since day one. And 
I wish them the best. I really do. Florida State, I wish them the best. What a crappy situation. But what they're going to do, what they're about to do here, and um, te- like they're going to tear the ACC, is, it's going to get torn apart here pretty soon. And what they're going to do is usher in this new idea of that the, the pitch that the president of the NCAA made with athletic de- departments, was it revenue, $100 million in revenue that you had to make? Yes. And so if, you're, if your athletic department made $100 million, you were in one bracket mm-hmm. and everybody else is left over. And what do you know? K-State brings in $88 million, just not quite $100 mm-hmm. million. Mm-hmm. I think – when ideas like that are being floated and when people are talking about $120 million, I think we can do that, it's over. And like Chip Kelly, I I applaud him for thinking of stuff at home, trying to be proactive. But that, that would hinge on a school like Michigan or a school like um, even Minnesota caring what happens to everybody else. And they don't care. They don't want to cut the pie for anybody and just to let people in. Right. They don't want to do that. Right. And that is the flaw. It's it's the forgetting that there are reasons for these programs to exist that need to be beneficial. Right. And again, go back to our conversation last hour with Jeff Mitty about playing a Southern, for example, if you're the K-State women last night. You're helping that program exist. You're giving, helping them be able to give opportunities to student-athletes. It used to be seen as being a very synergistic idea. And then TV got involved on the football side, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. As long as they've got who they want for their matchups. Right. And in Michigan State, it's that school down south, and or in Michigan, I should say, it's that school down south. You get the idea. Right. And they don't – I think the only thing that would really mess this up is logistics, I think, is the only hiccup I can, I can really see between um, inviting schools like USC and UCLA into the Big Ten and Michigan – or not Michigan, but Washington and Oregon – that's the only thing is I, I think even with your money that you get from TV, at some point the logistics are going to start to get in the way. Mm-hmm. And I think people are going to go, okay, we've done – this is too far. And maybe they'll pod up from there. Maybe they would go and start a pod situation. But the pod situation is never going to include anybody outside of the Big Ten and the SEC. It's just – and the SEC – They've done it strategically where they have everybody fairly close. You know, like they right. can make it make it work right strategically and logistically. Whereas the Big Ten, it's like I don't know how long you can really make that work. No. I, I don't know. No. Everybody's playing catch up, and that's to the to the one conference. Mm-hmm. And they did. They were strategic in who they added, and you know, and when they did it, and it was one of those. It's like in the draft, the NFL draft, when a wide receiver is finally taken, and yeah. then the next three teams take a take wide out wide, as well. Yeah, yeah, very similar. And you know, I, I, I do like I, the Big Twelve had to fight to stay alive, and they did, and we did what we had to do. Um, 
I don't know how long though that uh, that scenario plays out. Right. That's a long distance for everybody to go. Um, and I, I sure hope we can still play with the big boys. That would be awesome. But uh, if this plays out the way I the way it looks, uh, Florida State is angry. They are very angry from top to bottom. And 120 million that that ain't nothing. I, you should have made it a billion dollars. You should have said <laughs> it's a billion dollars to get out of this contract because that's the only thing that's going to stop them. 120 million, they will have. Somehow, some way, the athletic department is going to come up with 120 million bucks. Amazing to think about it, but yeah, they will. They will. They will. There's some booster that that, and you know, it's just like with Texas A&M. They are paying the the athletic department is paying Jimbo Fisher the the majority of his money, the buyout money. How? Somehow, some way, it comes up. The money comes up. Right. But they're like, it's not boosters. It's us. We're the athletic department. That's the. It's going to be the same way with Florida State as well. They'll come up with it, and you, I mean, you see them joining the SEC. Do, what S- would that put them at? SEC? SEC doesn't want Florida State, right? So, is it like does Florida State say Big Ten? Hey, hi, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And because that, if they if they have Big Twelve interest, it becomes a highly uh, transactional thing. Absolutely. Because Utah already thinks that they're just there for a temporary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least Utah fans do. Yeah, because so. then, you know, it really worked out the last time. Yeah. There, um, there, there are, there, there, there's, there's nothing good to come of this. No. And that's what, like, if you think this is a, just a temporary thing, there's nowhere else to go. Right. You would have been picked if they wanted you right away. You would have already been gone, but you weren't. You were there at the end, and he got scooped up by the Big 12. He was trying to be proactive and stay alive. But if the Big 10 wanted you, they would have had you. Yep. A long time ago. A long time ago. Come on. All right. With that, we'll turn our attention to much better things. (laughs) Our number one song of the day as we come back. Hey guys, uh, what's uh, something that you hate or dislike the most about Christmas? For me, it's that pressure to buy things. Um, I'm, I always put it out there like, I don't need anything. Just hook it up with some food. You know, I'm cool. I've been in radio so long that I burned out on Christmas songs a long oh, time ago. You don't like the Christmas music. And especially in a window that starts at Thanksgiving or before. Yeah. <laughs> Who made that decision, by the way? What the hell? Speaking of Prince and Christmas, another Lonely Christmas, underrated Christmas song. Absolutely. Mm. Really, really good. Absolutely. Mm. What do I dislike about Christmas? I don't know. Is there anything you dislike about Christmas? Uh, do you like to decorate for Christmas? I uh, know. So you dislike <laughs> decorating for Christmas? It's not that even dislike. I just don't have the time for it really mm-hmm. it's uh it's an interesting dichotomy in my household monica will listen to christmas music whenever she dang well pleases <laughs> and i'm like no it's got to be within the window yeah there is a window and it's because i've played the songs too much in my career she just doesn't get that monica stop 
Just stop, yeah, it, okay? That's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. She's like, hi! <laughs> it's August. We've made, we've made that work already, you know, married for 25 years. Right so I, I, I don't think that that one's changing anytime <laughs> soon. Oh, boy. Um, is there a gift that, as a kid, you had to have for Christmas, and then you got it, and you're like, oh, this isn't. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. That great. Moon sand. Moon sand. <laughs> oh, everybody had moon sand. Because I remember oh, what, seeing the commercials all the time, and I was like, I need to get moon sand, and I got it, and I was like, after a day, I was like, you know, this stuff isn't that great. Kinetic <laughs> sand, you know, it's fun for two seconds, but then it's messy and Oof. not that cool. You know, I, it's, something's not striking me that way. I Everything you're like, yes. I, I, for the most part, was, yeah. I was always really good about presents, so I never was like, oh, no. But one year, I finagled a glove. The glove for the NES, the original oh, NES. Oh, yeah. The power glove. The power glove, and it was not awesome at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God resale value was great, because uh, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Cats coming up, coverage at 6.30 as they get ready to take on Wichita State. The tip-off at 7.30 from the T-Mobile Center. Back with the game tomorrow afternoon, our final pre-Christmas edition, pre-bowl trip edition, coming tomorrow afternoon at 4. We out.